Welcome to Standout, where you're going to hear from some exceptional entrepreneurs. You'll learn what steps they took to get them where they are and what you can do to make your mark. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. You can find the episodes and the show notes all in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. Want to connect on Twitter? You can find me there at Cheryl Tan. Eugene Thompson's design business is on fire. His company, Ionic Design Studios, is based in Virginia Beach, Virginia. He has just acquired another company in another city, and his bustling offices are handling up to $75 million of design work every year. I love his story because he's been in business for 16 years, so he's used to being an entrepreneur. As you'll hear, he's been doing fine. But over the last couple of years, his business has grown exponentially. You're going to hear exactly how this happened and why. Hello and welcome to Standout, where exceptional entrepreneurs share their steps to success. I'm so thrilled to introduce you to Eugene Thompson. Eugene, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Eugene, you are the president and founder of Ionic Design Studios in Virginia Beach, and you have had quite a ride, and I'm excited to share your story with our audience. First of all, talk about how you got into business. And I love this story because you may have been dreaming about being a business owner for years and years and years, but you started your business when you had four little kids at home and you decided to make the leap. So talk about how you made that decision and how you made it work. Well, I think I always had the uh, entrepreneurship in my blood. My father was a tax accountant, ran his own office uh, uh, for many years. And I actually grew up in his office, in the back of the office, since I was about a year old. So I think that was maybe instilled in my blood. But um, I was uh, in Virginia Beach working for another firm and uh, quite happy was there, ready to move up to the next step, take some management roles and uh, next next piece of the puzzle of, uh, of uh, you know, being part of that growing business. And I found out that I was not being selected for upper management and a little disappointing. And so I said, you know what, it's time for me to do something. And without another job, without any uh, fallback. I went in and well, I talked to my wife first, but I told her I'm going to go quit my job. And uh, she was very supportive, uh, concerned, but very supportive. And that's basically what I did the next day. I went into the office and said, well, you know, I wanted to move up the, up the ranks and uh, you chose somebody else, which I find that's, I appreciate that. And that's understandable. And uh, however, I'm going to move on and uh, took that step. And uh, within four days afterwards, I had my first client, which was not expected at, at all. So, well, I, I love the determination and I mean, less than a week and you have your first client. But what I love about that part where you got your first client is it's about relationships. And I know you've, you're really big about cultivating that. So talk about how you made that first job uh, opportunity and how you turn that into more business. Absolutely. It was, uh, it's, it's really a funny story because when I at the time, my kids were young. They were playing football. I was coaching them in football and, and doing all these activities after work hours. And um, several of my uh, coaches that I knew in relationship um, were uh, contractors and fabricators and so forth. And so uh, that's how the job first became. I, I, uh, I uh, went out to coach one afternoon and said, uh, yeah, it looks like I've just uh, now got a 
full-time volunteer position to coach the kids in football. And my client was my team mom, uh, first client. Uh, she recognized that uh, she was managing the uh, corporate headquarters for McDonald's Corporation uh, there in Norfolk. And um, a few days later, she said, well, I hear you quit your job. We're looking for somebody to help us facilitate our, our new uh, renovations of our office. And uh, they had actually had another architect out of Chicago doing the work. And so I was just to manage the construction. So I said, fine, I'm good. I'll do that. And then uh, a few weeks after that came about that uh, they fired the other firm and hired me to do all the design work. So uh, the contractor, former football coach, made sure I didn't mess up too bad. Uh, the guy that built all the cabinetry uh, was also another football coach. So uh, it, was a, it was a good family of relationships that got me started off. So it was nice. And that was a good football team, too. <laughs> good for her as well. <laughs> so the growth has been pretty staggering, I would say. Every time I turn around, I hear something about something you've done to grow the business. How has that journey been over however many years as you've gone from that one job to 2016? Well, it was, it was steps along the way, and it, and it does seem like it's just been fast and furious. Um, but it, but it's, uh, when you take each piece, it, it's, um, it's done its natural course. Uh, it's been 16 years, 16 and a half years. And, uh, I started out of the house, of course, like many, many, uh, startups do. And, uh, a matter of fact, had an employee that was in our living room. We cleared out the living room and that was the office. And, and, uh, and then before too long, we needed to move into an office space, big leap, rent, all that kind of stuff. But it was good time, good timing for that. And then over the course of the years, we've just slowly continued to grow and add more square footage to the office and then renovate the office. And, and of course, uh, this last year, we made the big plunge of acquiring another firm in Richmond and gave us two locations. And so at this point, we have uh, 19 employees working for us and uh, doing uh, probably about 50 to $75 million of design work every year. So That's incredible and a huge leap. So can you talk a little bit about that decision to, I guess, to acquire a whole other company as opposed to just kind of staying in place and growing within your own space? Like that had to have been a huge leap. And how did you make that decision? It, it, it was a tough decision. Uh, we had tried over the course of uh, several years to grow our portfolio of work. So if we wanted to do multifamily work, we would... Uh, um, we looked at trying to hire some people that had a good portfolio of, of, of work and then try to draw people. Well, you know, so-and-so has, you know, came on board and they've done 15 multifamilies and we can grow a portfolio. It through various stages of trying that none of it worked. Uh, none of it really transpired into to growing what's there. We continued to grow what we did well, but didn't acquire a different portfolio. Um, and so, so we kind of felt that it was a, a, a change needed to happen. So at that point, popped into our head uh, that uh, maybe we need to look at another location. Uh, it wasn't really about acquiring a firm. It was more about going another spot and opening another another door. I never thought I could really acquire another firm. So perfect opportunity came along in Richmond. Uh, the firm that we acquired does a lot of church work, uh, which we had a desire to do that. And uh, a lot of people may think I'm crazy, but it was a, you know really kind of a passion. Want to be involved in that. And uh, we didn't do a lot of work in Richmond. So it made good sense that uh, we picked up a portfolio piece as well as picked up a location to kind of share in the, in the workload. So uh, def definitely a, 
uh, a calculated decision and, and it's been five months now, but still it seems to be doing really well. Yeah. And so what are the challenges when you're talking about merging two companies under one or having even two locations that are just so far apart? There are a lot of complications. Uh, it's <laughs> it was a lot of challenges. Uh, first part is when finding some, you know, finding the market that you want to be in. And that's uh, the first piece. And once you've once you've done that, then finding with acquisition, trying to find a match. Um, we kept everybody on the firm on, on board, but you need to have a working relationship. So, do you have a commonality? Is it a you know? Can you work together? And and those things need to be evaluated. Not to mention the discussion of of the sale of the of the deal. Um, that you know has its own challenges there. Um, that was the first piece, making that match. And once we had that done. Next piece, as we acquired everything, is is the transition, the kind of the uh, the utilization of everything, adapting and bringing everything together. So we spent the last quarter of last year bringing systems up to speed in the office in Richmond. So new servers, new computers, new processes, and 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 now we're at that point where that's been accomplished. Um, as of Last Friday, we signed a lease for an additional square footage in the space so that we can grow the firm. So we actually, uh, last week, I actually was tearing out a couple of walls myself and uh, <laughs> painting some things and getting ready to, to make the move that we needed to do. But, um, you know, that's the next piece is really trying to get all of our processes and procedures to blend from two different firms. Um, mm. Some issues some, some really to be able to come in and struggle to be able to do that. You know, we've talked in the past, I know, about once you become an entrepreneur, you go into business for yourself because you love doing what you're doing. So you loved being an architect and you turn that into a business. But once you get to a certain level, you're doing less of that. And so while last week you might have been knocking down some walls, you probably don't do that as much anymore, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I love doing that. I love enjoying it. And uh, one of my business coaches told me, was that my most valuable uh, position to be doing that. And I was like, no, but it was uh, it was a little, little bit of uh, fun to uh, take out some uh, frustration maybe on the, on the wall. Um, and so those are good things to do, but that's not normally what I end up doing. <laughs> that's a good point. You need to get some of that, um, the nervousness, the energy out there. Um, but speaking of, of kind of letting loose a little bit, I know one of the other things that you're very, very passionate about is outside, is running is <laughs> running quite a bit. And and so the other day when we were setting up this interview, uh, I was trying to set up some times with you and you're like, well, tomorrow I'm going to be running like 400 miles. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm taking the kids to the bus stop. So you pick the date. <laughs> but <laughs> this is a real passion for you. So tell us more about that. Well, uh, um, one of the things that, as you know, I'm a diabetic and I've been struggling with uh, controlling my diabetes for a number of years. And uh, uh, about three years ago, I shifted my, my health plan and, and, and uh, the plan is, you know, keeping me fit. Things weren't really well. The doctors uh, giving me my medicine, continuing increasing my medicines, continuing to do the same thing. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing, uh, I wasn't feeling well, didn't have any energy. And so I shifted and started doing, uh, changed my diet started doing a little bit of exercise, uh, ended up losing over 50 pounds. I think at this point now I'm about roughly uh, 60 pounds uh, less than I was three Incredible. years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, and then started running and uh, went out for a run, did a couple of short ones, and then I had a bucket list of doing a marathon. 
And so I worked up to the marathon. My first marathon was down in Disney in Florida. Um, did that in uh, 2014 and um, struggled like uh, anybody, you know, there was no half marathon in there. It was just a full marathon and go for it. And uh, did that. And uh, since that time, as you said, you were trying to set up the meeting. I was, wasn't doing 400 miles quite, but I, <laughs> I ended up that week doing 65 miles. I was back down at Disney, did the Dopey Challenge, which is four races back to back, and uh, and ended up finishing my 20th marathon in the course of two years. 20th marathon. And you love it. Like, that's not a question, <laughs> right? You love it. I guess I got to say I'm addicted to it anyway. So, <laughs> Well, I love, too, that you've actually turned this into a mission as you were not feeling well before you started running and then you were diagnosed with diabetes and now you feel much better. You want other people to realize the, the effects of exercise and taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, whenever I did the first one, it was actually just uh, three months, or excuse me, three weeks after my mother had passed away. Oh, and uh, so whenever, the, you know, the, the, the first one was just to accomplish kind of the memory of her, her. And then after that, it was, well, let me, uh, you know, maybe I'll do another one. And, and, and then maybe I'll do another one. And I ended up in 2014 doing six marathons. And towards the end of that year, I did three marathons in six weeks. And it was really kind of a test of my body to see what it could withstand. Uh, at that time, 49 years old, um, just starting to run what I could do. And once I finished that, I said, okay, uh, 2015, here's my goal to do 12 to 14 marathons and uh, to bring awareness to others about diabetes and how to you know, help to overcome that. So um, that was that was my goal. And you met it. You met it like more than you needed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I did 13 marathons, 11 states, roughly uh, 800 miles. And uh, with that formed a foundation that I just began called Run Eugene Run, helping to uh, do that. It's just kind of on the uh, on the uh, prep precipice to uh, uh, initiate um, that out there. We've got a Facebook page and started a 501c, filled out forms for that this year. So that's our goal for this year to be able to do that. Congratulations. Congratulations. I will definitely put the information for Run Eugene Run in the show notes for this show. So I wanted to ask you, is there a correlation with the exercise part and your business part? Is there, a, it's not a coincidence probably that both are going so well, would you say? I, I would agree with that. Um, I was fine with the business where it was. It was, you know, we're happy. Uh, we did a good amount of work. It providing for us. And I always said, you know what, I'm never going to give any bigger than 15 people. I'm good with that. That's fine. You know, this is kind of a good market. I feel comfortable with that. And then I started running marathons and, uh, you know, just the energy that it generated doing a marathon. And you can compare it so many ways to running a business and persevering through the runs and persevering through hard times. And, and, you know, just the, it, you can go back and you can look at what I was doing two years ago and when I started running and, and correlated to the growth and success we've had with Ionic over these, these last two years. So it's definitely tied together. Very, very nice. So I wanted to talk about habits. And I know one of them would probably, for you, be uh, exercise, running. But what other habits would you say that you take part in maybe daily, weekly, monthly that help grow your, your business, your, your vision for what you have ahead? Well, I do the 
age-old you know, process of writing down my goals. And I broke it down into uh, you know, reading a lot of different authors. I'm not a good book reader, never been a good book reader, but uh, forced myself to read some books and do some things. And there's uh, several of them that I read that uh, helped me focus. And uh, part of it was waking up at 5 o'clock every morning and starting my task list. You know, Hal Elrod with Miracle Morning was part of it that we established, and I read some other authors. So I created my own Miracle Morning, if you will, and pretty much consistently every day I wake up at 5 o'clock, I do my task list of things I want to accomplish and, and sit down as I'm having my cup of coffee in the morning getting set for the day. And I try to do that without fail. Every day? Every day. Every day. Okay. Every day. And then you also mentioned a business coach. So you still have one? You've always had one? And how do you find one that suits you and, and your business? Well, about uh, a year ago, I got introduced to um, EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. And with that, um, they brought in speakers, and I would uh, uh, try to be on the aggressive side to, okay, new speakers coming in, I'm going to buy their book, I'm going to read their book before they get here, and so I can understand more. And, and I did that several times, and one of the speakers came in uh, by the name of Dave Crenshaw, and uh, talked and had some good uh, discussions, and I felt in order for me to grow the business in a proper way, I needed to uh, get, get rid of a little bit of the chaos and have a little bit more uh, structure in place if I was going to really try to do this growth. And so uh, actually just as of uh, late last year, uh, began uh, underneath this coaching to set some things up and get principles in place. So it's it's fairly new for me, but it's very eye-opening to have somebody help me set up a structure that, that will allow us to continue to grow and not uh, not approach a burnout, mm -hmm. which could start to get on too much. Right. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that you started this process in 16 years into being an entrepreneur. And so can you imagine the growth that you'll see in the next 16 years, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. We accomplished this much in 16 and right. by default, <laughs> accident. And so now there's a little bit better of a plan. And so I, I, you know, we really have a lot of uh, uh, excitement that we have working towards, you know, got obviously the Richmond office that's now open and running well and moving forward for its growth. But we have hopes of by the end of the year opening another office in Raleigh and we're seeking out locations in um, Charleston and Savannah as well. Wow, you are just wow, charging are ahead. Fantastic. I thank you, Eugene, for sharing all of your wisdom and taking time to talk with us. Before we go, I just had one last question to ask okay. you, what makes you a standout? Oh, you know, I think if anything makes me a standout, it's it's my persistence and and energy. And at 50 years old, uh, I am not slowing down. Um, like I said, I think when I started doing the running, it just vitalized me to do something more. And I think that makes the difference in what I do. It's, so it's it's where many times fear is a, a hindrance and causes you to to stop and not go forward. Um, I feel like I really have no fear. Um, this year, we have so much growth planned for the business where we expect 60% growth that's on the plan. And likewise, uh, if I can run 20 marathons, then in May, I can run an ultra marathon, which is 50 miles. So, oh. <laughs> so I'm that, hurting but, thinking about that, but the, the, the I'm punishment there. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene, you are an inspiration and I know you can do it. I absolutely know you can do it. Uh, you can find the show notes for this episode at CherylTanMedia.com. Eugene Thompson, congratulations and thanks so much for joining us today.
Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Standout. I used to run somewhat sporadically, but I really have stopped in recent years. This makes me think I should pick it back up. The discipline, the time to think, the focus. How about you? I'd love to hear your thoughts on fitness and business. We can connect on Twitter at Cheryl Tan. Interested in other episodes of the Standout Podcast? They're all together in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. If you'd like to be reminded when new Standout episodes come out, sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Cheryl Tan.